Welcome to Sports History 101, a production of the Saints Sports Network. Hello and welcome into this episode of Sports History 101. I am your faithful host, Ray Delgado. This time around, we'll be talking about Brandy Chastain, a legendary soccer player for the United States women's national team, among many other things. Brandy Chastain was born on July 21st, 1968 in San Jose, California. She took to soccer from a young age and was inspired by George Best, a player for Manchester United in England, the Premier League club, who was one of the best forwards in the history of the game. He won the European Player of the Year honors and led Man United to the 1968 European Cup Championship. When he was done playing in England, he bounced around on a a few clubs, but he ended his professional career in Chastain's hometown with the San Jose Earthquakes, who played in the North American Soccer League. For those that are curious, those are not the same San Jose Earthquakes that are in the Major League Soccer League. They are two different teams. That time, though, Bell... Excuse me, by that time, though, Best was a shell of himself. And there's little doubt still that he could have run circles around the talent he was matched up with, which is probably why Chastain, you know, admired him. That would make the most sense. When she got to high school, she was a star player that helped lead Archbishop Mitty to three consecutive state championships. Given her prowess on the field, Chastain came out of high school as a highly sought-after player. And while she probably had any offer she would have wanted, she decided to stay close to home and attend the University of California at Berkeley, which is about an hour or so from her hometown of San Jose. That proved to be a great decision, as she found immediate success in the ranks of the Golden Bears. As a freshman in 1986, Chastain scored 15 goals, 14 assists, and earned a total of 44 points for the season, all of which led the team, and all of which were program records at the time. One of which is still a program record. The 14 assists is actually five more than anyone has ever tallied in one year. In terms of the records that she had during the season, she tallied an assist in five consecutive games and scored a point in 11 straight. For her performance, Chastain earned NSCAA All-Region Honors and was named the National Freshman of the Year by Soccer America. That's a huge honor and an impressive first collegiate season, to say the least. Unfortunately, Her body was having some issues, and after that first successful campaign, she was then forced to sit out the next two seasons after having ACL reconstruction surgeries on both knees, huge major surgeries, and most most people don't even come back from that. Most people end their careers there because really, they're too afraid to test their knees after that. Following those two lost seasons, she decided that a change was in order, 
and transferred to the University of California, Santa Clara, which was only about a 20-minute drive or so from her hometown of San Jose, which probably played a pretty decent factor in that. Finally healthy again, Chastain picked up where she left off on the field and in 1989 led the Broncos to their first ever postseason appearance. Her 10 goals helped get the Broncos into the national semifinals and take home a final season ranking of number three in the nation. She would end up finishing that season with 11 goals and 22 points, both team highs, and was a first-team All-West region selection. In her final year of college eligibility, the prolific scorer had her best campaign. In 1990, she scored 22 times and tallied 50 total points to help lead Santa Clara to an undefeated regular season. The Broncos once again made it to the national semifinals, this time as the country's only undefeated team, but unfortunately, they again would lose and would not advance any further. However, the team still finished the season as the number one ranked team with a record of 18-1-1, which was, I mean, that's a great record then. It's a great record now, all around. Fantastic season for the whole squad. And for her role in that team, Chastain was showered with honors after her great season. She was named an All-American. She won the Honda Award, which is presented to the top women's athletes in 12 NCAA-sanctioned sports and is basically the best of the best in college athletics. She was also named Intercollegiate Soccer Association of America, so that's ISAA. They're no longer around anymore, so it's not really that important. But ISAA National Collegiate Player of the Year, so of any player in the nation, she was the Player of the Year. And then she was named First Team All-West Region, And as far as during the season, she had 15 consecutive games with a goal. She tallied nine career multi-goal games and was the single season leader in goals, which is, I mean, all of those things mean that you are a phenomenal player. When she left college, Brandi Chastain was at the top of her game, but there were not many opportunities for women to play soccer professionally at the time. However, she managed to make it work. More on that after we take a break. Chastain made her first appearance with the United States national team in 1986 while she was a freshman in college. She was a member of the Women's World Cup squad in 1991 and scored her first international goal in April of 1991 against Mexico in qualifying rounds, a match in which she scored five consecutive goals, which is still a U.S. team record. 1991 was the inaugural year of the Women's World Cup, and the U.S. team took down Norway in the championship match to win the World Cup, so that was a huge deal. In 1993, Chastain made her way to Japan, to play professionally for the Skiroki Serena. Probably didn't 
pronounce that correctly, but either way, she went to Japan. And she was subsequently named the team's most valuable player and was the only non-Japanese player to be ranked in the league's top 11. However, she still remained prominent in women's soccer in the U.S. despite her trip across the world. Competing in the 1993 Olympic Sports Festival, and a couple years later, joined the Sacramento Storm, a semi-professional team, now called the California Storm, that play in the Women's, women's Premier Soccer League. In 1995, the United States was looking to defend its World Cup title, and Chastain planned to be once again a part of it. But it was not in the cards, as the U.S. coach cut Chastain from the World Cup roster because she believed that Chastain was not in good enough shape. As a side note, the U.S. ended up finishing third in 1995 behind both Norway and Germany. Obviously, we can't speculate on what could have happened or what may have happened, but who knows if Chastain was on that team, what might have happened. Anyway, past then, she was a... Well, I guess before then and during, whatever. She was a striker for her whole career until that point, but decided it would be in her best interest and with a little bit of prodding from her head coach to pivot and become a defender slash midfielder. That pivot turned out to be a good decision as her hard work panned out and she was on the roster for the first ever Olympic women's soccer competition. The 1996 Summer Olympics were hosted in Atlanta, Georgia. The U.S. qualified for the Olympic tournament as the hosts, along with the seven other high finishers in the 1995 World Cup. In the group stage of the Olympics, the U.S. beat both Denmark and Sweden before drawing with China, the other team that would advance out of their group. In the match with Denmark, Chastain made Olympic history, earning an assist in the first ever or on the first ever Olympic women's soccer goal. In the semifinals, the U.S. was matched up with none other than defending World Cup champions and the team that the U.S. beat in the 1991 World Cup, Norway. Norway scored early on, but the U.S. rallied late as Michelle Akers scored on a penalty kick in the 76th minute and Shannon McMillan scored an extra time in the 100th minute to get the 2-1 victory. The championship match featured a rematch between China and the U.S., who drew earlier in the tournament and, as you'll find out later on, would be quite a good rivalry. The U.S. jumped out to an early lead, scoring in the 19th minute, and then China scored to tie it up not too long after, and then shortly after that, Tiffany Milbrett netted the winning goal, making the United States the first recipients of a gold medal in women's soccer. Helping to anchor that defense that won that gold medal, Chastain and company only allowed three goals for the five-match tournament, which was the best of any team as Chastain played every single minute. Three years later, at the 1999 Women's World Cup, 
the United States team was still at the top of their game. The United States was selected to host the tournament with group stage matches all over the country. In the first match of the tournament, the U.S. took down Denmark 3-0, as soccer-slash-football people say. Up next, the team downed Nigeria 7-1, conceding their only goal of the group stage. And then, finally, they concluded with a 3-0 win over North Korea that advanced the U.S. to the knockout stage, which is the single elimination bracket style, for those who are not familiar. The quarterfinals featured a matchup with Germany. Germany was a very good team, and disaster seemed to strike in the fifth minute of the game as Chastain played a ball back to Brittany Scurry, the U.S. goalkeeper, but there was a miscommunication, and Scurry was running forward out of the goal when Chastain played it back to her, and the ball rolled into the net for an own goal to put the U.S. down early. Not what you want. However, just 11 minutes later, Tiffany Milbrett netted the equalizing goal. So we're tied at 1-1. With just stoppage time to play before the break, Germany managed to punch one through the defense and score their first actual goal themselves and retake the lead at the half. Four minutes into the second half, Chastain would find her redemption. Mia Hamm lofted a corner kick past the far post that was then deflected by a German defender. And then Chastain capitalized on the loose ball that just kind of fell in no man's land right in front of the goal and hammered it into the net to draw even at two. After she did that, Chastain fell down, laid on her back with her arms raised in celebration as the U.S. was back in it. In the 66th minute, Shannon McMillan checked into the game for the U.S. and immediately after rocketed a corner kick into the penalty area that Joy Fawcett headed in for a 3-2 lead and the eventual victory. In the semifinals, the U.S. was to take on Brazil. A goal in the fifth minute put the U.S. ahead, and after batting away multiple chances from Brazil, the U.S. would emerge with a 2-0 victory and a trip to the World Cup final once again. The World Cup final was held in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, before a crowd of 90,185 people the largest ever for a women's athletic event. China, coming off a 5-0 victory over Norway, was as tough an opponent as possible, and the game was as tense as one could imagine. Both teams were operating at max effort for the entire match, and it showed through as the prolific U.S. offense, led by Mia Hamm, could not break through. For the full 90 minutes of the match, but the U.S. defense also proved to be impenetrable. The match then went into extra time for another 30 minutes, and still no one was able to score, so the World Cup was to be decided on penalty kicks, one of the most exciting things ever. Taking turns, 
the first two players for each team scored. If you don't know what penalty kicks are, basically there's a penalty box in soccer in front of the goal, and there's a dot that you put the ball on, and it's just one-on-one, the player versus the goalie, and the goalie has to stop the player from scoring. They don't get to dribble the ball. They just kick it from the spot, and if it goes in, goes in. They miss, they miss. And you have five players each side, and the most, the team that makes the most wins. So taking turns, like I said, the first two players for each team scored. Then the third player for China, Liu Ying, sent her shot in, but the U.S. goalkeeper, Brianna Scurry, dove to her left and saved the ball. Christine Lilly and Mia Hamm each made their penalty kicks, but the next two Chinese players did as well. So tied 4-4 with just one U.S. player left, Brandy Chastain placed the ball on the ground and lined up her shot. It's a big deal to be the fifth and the final player to take a PK, and head coach Tony DeCicio, DeCicio, not sure, knew that Chastain was up to that task. Taking a beat, she trotted forward, and with her left foot, launched the ball past the Chinese goalkeeper to give the USA 5-4 advantage in PKs and win the World Cup. The stadium absolutely exploded in celebration. As the players ran to hug one another, fans jumped up and down, screaming, confetti rained from the sky, and one of the most iconic celebrations in United States sports history took place. We'll talk about that after the break. Chastain launched the winning shot, and chaos ensued inside the Rose Bowl. After her shot hit home, Chastain ripped off her shirt and dropped to her knees. In her sports bra, with her fists raised in a scream of celebration, you can literally feel the power of the moment when you see the picture. If you just look up Brandy Chastain on Google, that's, that's the iconic picture. And this moment is one of the most powerful moments in United States sports history and really aided female athletes in their self-expression. That was honestly the first time that a female athlete had ever done something like that, taking their shirt off in celebration. Like that's not something that women did. Men had and still do that all the time across multiple sports. But that was out of the question for women. That's just not something that women did. But Chastain changed that, kind of changed that idea that, you know, there's no reason that it's not like they're getting naked on the field. There's no reason that they shouldn't be able to do that just as as well as men do, as well as anyone. That's a celebration. Not only did her celebration allow for women to break from some of the norms of the sport, of just sport in general also, it also elevated women's sports to greater heights. The picture of Chastain's celebration was on the cover of basically every major news publication the next day, which had not really ever happened before with a women's sport. This obviously was not 
only Chastain's doing, but being a part of that fantastic U.S. women's national team and the culmination of the World Cup tournament, she obviously played a huge role in it. That was by far the most iconic moment of her career, but Chastain's soccer days did not end with the 1999 World Cup. In 2000, she was a part of the Olympic team that took home the silver medal. In the championship match, they faced off with Norway yet again. They seemed to always go head-to-head with China or Norway, and this time they fell to Norway in extra time, 3-2. to It always seemed that in any big match like that with those three teams, China, Norway, the U.S., I'd always had to go into extra time because they were so evenly matched. A year later, so in 2001, she joined the San Jose Cyber Rays of the newly formed Women's United Soccer Association and promptly won the inaugural title. In her final year with the U.S. national team, she once again competed in the Olympics, making her mark on the 2004 team in Greece that took the gold medal after defeating Brazil 2-1. to one. With her playing career largely over, she did play for the Sacramento or his California Storm in like later on in 2010, I believe, and she played a little bit more, but it was, her career was largely over. She decided to stay in soccer as a coach. She began her coaching career way back in 1994 with her alma mater in Santa Clara and remained an assistant coach through the 2000 season. She did take a break from coaching, but in 2010, she again rejoined the Santa Clara staff as a volunteer assistant, and that is a role that she still holds to this day. Chastain was a member of the United States Women's National Team for 16 years, from 1988 to 2004. In that time, she won two Olympic gold medals, two World Cups, and an Olympic silver medal. In 2013, a committee made up of 56 former players, administrators, and media members voted to determine the best 11 for the men's and women's national teams. And along with a few of her teammates on the national team, Chastain was named to the team as a defender. In 2017, along with former teammate Shannon McMillan, Chastain was inducted into the United States National Soccer Hall of Fame, the largest, most important Hall of Fame in the country in terms of soccer, which so big deal. And then in 2018, on a smaller scale, but still, still big, she was inducted into the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame because she was born in San Jose, played in, at Berkeley, played at Santa Clara, played for the San Jose professional teams, which now I can't remember what that was called, played for the Sacramento team. Like she, she was all around that area. I know Sacramento's not the Bay Area, but all around there in, in California. Chastain was something of a trailblazer for women's soccer and sports at large. She wanted to empower women from the start and has taken many tries to do so since she stopped playing. 
one of the biggest issues that has faced women's sports for a long time, probably since its inception, has been the pay gap between them and men. Across sports, this is generally because there is less of a following for women's sports and they bring in less money. However, that is the exact opposite for the U.S. women's national team as they are far more successful than the men's team and get paid peanuts in comparison. The men's team can miss the World Cup and still get paid more than the women's team who actually wins the World Cup, which is the largest competition in the world. It's ridiculous. And as such, the women's team filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation, and naturally, Chastain has been outspoken about the issue, saying that equal pay for the exact same thing. They're providing the same services, and the women are a lot more successful. Even in the time Chastain hasn't played on the U.S. soccer team in over 15 years, and when she played for them, they were still better than the men. So the it's not even the fact that, oh, it's not sustained success for some people. Like if, if they think that's an argument, that's just patently untrue. Chastain's effect on the landscape of women's sports extends well beyond just the field on which she played. Her confidence to stand up for what she believes in and her wish to lift up those around her make Brandy Chastain a phenomenal athlete and an icon in U.S. soccer history. The picture that I said, you know, when she's on her knees just in just pure, pure joy, that is pure joy, basking in the victory. She got a lot of heat for that because she took her shirt off. And before then, she posed, um, she was nude with soccer balls covering her important areas for Gear Magazine. Uh, which was a, I believe, a German magazine uh, before the World Cup. And basically, she's just saying, you know, women have freedom of expression. You know, we don't need to be held down and held into these certain areas by what other people who aren't women, who are men, believe should be. Men can basically do what they want most of the time. And women have quite a few more rules. And she was basically pushing back against those rules, still does to this day, which is admirable. You always want to stand up for what you believe in. And if you are legitimately helping those around you, I think you uh, make the world a better place for it. Well, that's, that's it for this one. That's all we've got on Brandy Chastain. She's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal person, and is one of the best United States soccer players of all time. So on that note, until next time, everybody. Stay safe and remember that Jesus loves you. Thanks for listening. Check out more content from the Saints Sports Network at saintsportsnetwork.home.blog.